Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. today's show today is the 9th of march yeah we're just marching along no pun intended but it does feel like time is flying by like we're saying the 9th of march but because of the whole covid thing and all the indecision it could be the 9th of february the 9th of january it it almost doesn't matter right it's like time isn't doing what it used to do we're we're kind of off the clock on life and we've gotten used to being off the clock and we've gotten used to things not being whatever they used to be. But the one thing that keeps us going in all of this is hope. It's one of those topics that there people go, ah, hope. Yeah, who has hope anymore? Why should we talk about hope? Well, I'm going to tell you why we should be talking about hope. Because there are benefits, like benefits in huge ways to your health, to your wealth, and even to your risk of death because of hope. Just having hope is associated with more positive outcomes, greater happiness, better academic achievements, going further in school, Because you have hope. Lower risk of death. It is the most necessary ingredient to get you through tough times. And then reel it into today, just meeting your everyday goals. Because if you didn't have hope for what comes after that, why would you even do it? And I have been called more like, I don't know, snidey, like snarky kind of names from people I love very much for just being positive. Forget me saying I have hope. It took them a while to catch on that we all live the same time. And why did I get to live happier over time? But it was only after they paid attention to what I was doing. I've had people who fought me 
never talked to me again until they did. Family members, my closest family members, even down to my sisters, trying to get me mad to see if they can. It's not about that. But why would someone want to break down someone else's happiness because they're not happy? Because they don't have hope. And then months later, and usually at my urging, like me reaching out after not talking to them for a while, I'd be like, hey, you know, I got in a car accident today and I thought of you. Just wanted you to know that if anything ever happened to me, like anybody wanted to know, but that I love you. Because really, until today, I didn't think anything like that would happen. No one thinks it. And no one wants to. But in my heart, I still had hope for love, for healing. It's that powerful. I wasn't being spoken to because I didn't allow them to attack me, her enough just with that, that I said, hey, I have asked you two or three times not to be mean. The things that you say to me when you're upset, I cannot get out of my head. They're that mean. So I know that you are that mean to you, and now you invited me to the party. And then she just kept going. And I hung up the phone. She sent me all these emails explaining I couldn't even read them. Long emails. I can't, I, I, for some reason, I know I probably have ADD or ADHD or whatever adults get. I cannot sit because my hope is so high that I want to do everything I can in every day that I'm alive. I love to wear myself out. If I don't wear myself out, I, I do what everybody complains of. I wake up in the middle of the night, I toss and turn, I can't get thoughts out of my head because I didn't push the best out of myself some days. And it shows up in our sleep. And then people say, I have sleeping problems. And I say, what aren't you doing today that you should be doing? I don't know. Nothing important. It's probably important enough to bother you or to keep you awake at night. Because people who have more hope throughout their lives do have better physical health. They have better health habits. They have better social support. And they live longer. It's also behind less and fewer like chronic health problems 
There's less depression because there's more empowerment. There's less anxiety because there isn't a fear of the future if you don't fear today. And it even contributes to a lower risk of cancer. A lower risk of cancer. So then I start thinking and I go, wait a minute. Is us not having hope make us feel like we're dying? Because we're attracting all the stuff that could kill us. Without hope, we have worse health, worse behaviors towards our health. We don't have social support because who wants to be around a downer when we're fighting ourselves already? That isn't temporary, but permanent down. Are we saying inside when we don't have hope, I've given up? We have anxiety sweeping across our world because we fear the future. But if we fear the future, then we can't change the future from today. We can't make it better if we're scared of it. Just like our normal everyday issues. We can't make them better if we're like, oh, I can't do anything about that. Oh, that's bigger than me. Oh, I'm too tired. You know you're not. And the minute you say, why do I accept this from myself, things start to turn around. But it has been proven in study after study after study, the benefits, the impact of being able to feel hope. And it's not like, well, I can't feel it. I don't know what it feels like to have hope. And then I I go into the violin mode Because the violin starts playing in my head and I hear it while they're telling me why their situation is different and why they can't do what they want to do in their life. And I know, I know they need the kinds of lessons where they are involved, where they are facing their feelings, while their behaviors and their relationships start slowly getting better as they stop fighting those things. And all of a sudden, the orientation of the future starts to come into focus. Because hope, there's attributes to it, things that form it. By turning life into not something you have to live, but something that has meaning for you. That your thoughts mean something to you, that your feelings mean something to you, that your behaviors, that the relationships you have with your parents, with your siblings, with your coworkers, with your partners, mean something to you. Because even if the person that means something to you passes away, it doesn't mean your hope was fruitless. 
it means like, wow, I was there till the end. And when they left, they they were at peace. I didn't expect that because we're taught death is fear and scary. Then you find out that, you know, nobody's here for 500 years or 300 years or 200 years. We all have to go back, but we are being sold fear so that we can be sold the fear of death, and that's behind almost every advertisement we have. You're either going to be financially ruined. If you don't take this medication, you are going to not be well. I have to tell you a funny thing I heard this morning. Um, I don't remember their names. Okay, so Prince... Harry, I guess he's not a prince, but Harry and Meghan did an interview with Oprah, and probably everybody's heard about it by now, and they were talking about certain issues that they had in the royal family. So this interview aired everywhere. So the people in England, and and Maria, you can tell me about this, Mostly watched this interview, but there was news bigger than the interview that actually hit the airwaves after the interview. Of course, the interview was shocking, and now everyone's going to either fight it, say it's not true, say it is true. Some will get on this side, some will get on that side. Very predictable. But what no one expected was that in Europe, they're watching American television commercials and all. And they could not believe how many medication commercials we had. And it's saying, tell your doctor. And they said, why would you tell your doctor what medication you need? Isn't that what your doctor is supposed to do? And Maria writes, yes, we did. That made the news. That went viral. That all our commercials were about medication. And selling medication directly to the consumer. And the only reason why we say, ask your doctors, it's the only way we can get it. Now let's take that a step further. Those kinds of commercials are not even legal. Outside of the U.S. What a window. What a window that we just gave the world without even knowing it. about how we deal with our population in the United States. Who's running our medical system? Maria says, the same when we watch the Spanish TV, seven adverts, three or four are about, oh, advertisements, Three or four are about medication. To watch it is shocking. It is when you're not used to it. 
in our family, we will tape shows and then fast forward through them because we don't even want to hear it. doesn't even make sense. And sometimes I know the name of the medication and the people dancing on the screen, but I don't know what it's actually for. And by law, to try to cover everybody's, I guess, issues, if you get this medication and something happens to you, they have to tell you all the side effects because it's your choice to take that medication at the end of the day. But that made me think of hope again. How much do we have stacked against us? Because that's based on fear. So if I had fear, let's say, and I listened to that and I go, oh, I I need that. I'm feeling those symptoms. Let me call my doctor and make an appointment and go. And then I get put on medication that I probably could have fought differently or probably didn't even need but felt I should. Or it made me feel like I was taking care of myself because I didn't have hope that I could be healthier and happier. It's really interesting. And Liam writes, one of the first things we were told when I started a pharmaceutical course in college was that the pharmaceutical industry is a money-making industry, not an illness-healing industry. Well, there's a lot of truth to it. There's some people that actually do need medications, but not 8 out of 10 of us. When I was younger, we had one neighborhood pharmacy, and it was usually when someone had an infection and got an antibiotic. And and surprisingly, older people were the only ones at the time who had diabetes, unless somebody was born with certain issues, like they were just born into it. Diabetes, they'd either have insulin or high blood pressure pills. And then they created in the later 70s the cholesterol thing. They picked a number, and then they gave people medication for cholesterol. But one of my good friends who's a doctor said that was, that was also not a conspiracy theory. Everyone knows that they chose a number and said if you were below or above. And they've even changed the number over the years to include more people for cholesterol issues. Now, you don't want to be off the charts in it because that's other issues. But once we're starting to medicate, we start doing the work for our bodies through medication instead of our body doing the work, which is what weakens us. Because now we are dependent. Now we have two or three pharmacies on a block sometimes in the U.S. Definitely one, but sometimes there's more because you have the competitors. How hopeful does that feel? But there's a power to hope, and I don't think we should overlook it. Because it brings to us the belief that things work, even when it seems most unlikely even when it seems most unlikely they'll have hope. I remember ball game after ball game with my son and we'd be losing and I'd keep screaming from the sides. 
And one really pessimistic father goes, well, who do you think you are? And then all of a sudden he turned around and goes, oh, my God, they're scoring. They didn't win the game, but we only lost it by one. But we were down by nine. It feels much better to lose by one than to lose by a almost shutout. It helps us stay calm. It helps us stay peaceful when things really stink. Because we know we're going to get past that. I always tell myself when something off happens, and I say things like, well, tomorrow by this time this will be solved. Tomorrow by this time this will look different. Tomorrow, by this time, I may even forget this happened. So let's take care of it now, and let's put it behind us. Because hope believes that we'll get through it. And hope remembers every other time you did get through it. It's like, hey, I've been here all this time. You took advantage of me before. Don't forget about me. I'm here. Because hope teams up with things like faith. And hope believes in the impossible outcomes that everyone says, oh, no way, everybody wishes that. Well, why does everyone wish it? Why doesn't everyone try it? What's up with that? I wish. Can be replaced with I'll try. No can be replaced with how. We deserve so much better (laughs) than we've been talking to ourselves with. We deserve so much better. We've been taught to talk in deficit, to think in deficit, to behave in deficit to bond on the same fears instead of the same hopes and the same dreams. The only thing that differentiates us is the difference in us believing what can happen and what can't. That's the only thing. It's how we believe and what we expect. But the truth is, when we have hope, when we have hope, the chemicals in our brain mimic the effects of morphine. And the result is that the brain can overcome hurdles that we never thought we could. And we can move to a place of recovery. Belief is huge. Faith is huge. And you can't have either without hope. How could you? And at the same time, it's like circular because hope leads to faith. Hope is the birthplace of understanding things like self-sacrificing love. That I know it doesn't look like I'm doing something good right now, but I know the outcome will be. I may look like I'm losing the battles, but I will 
win the war. The guy who gets the best laugh gets the last laugh. Or the guy who gets the last laugh gets the best laugh. Both are true. That's how big. Just the word hope, four little letters, packed with power behind it. When we see rainbows, we go, wow. They're going to happen from time to time. To remind us, look what God could do. I talk to a lot of people who are atheists. I love talking to them. Because I always say things like, How come we couldn't figure out how to duplicate a tree or to duplicate an egg or to duplicate a human or to duplicate our organs? There's got to be something bigger that did that. Why not feel that feeling instead of there's nothing here? Why not feel that? Because it's going to make a difference in your life. It can only make a downturn better. Nothing else can do that. I remember one night falling asleep and I was crying. I was looking for money to publish Origins of Truth. And I went to so many people who just sent me along my way and said, Godspeed, Godspeed, good luck. And there's a lot of people I found out around me that once I did something they thought was worth something, Then they were all the people who knew me when. And I'm like, knew me when what? I'm still the same person. What are you talking about? But I was distraught. And I I went to bed and I had other, it was just weird. It was this whole like Christ experience I had to go through to get there. And that's a, a show in itself. But I went to sleep and I was crying and I said, God, Just let me live long enough to do this because I know I have to. And I fell asleep after months of trying. But I still had hope that I would do it. I just didn't know how. And I I remember saying to God things like, I just might not be smart enough because I honestly have tried everything I could think of. And now I don't know where to go. I have no food in my home. I've been getting sick trying. I have six kids and an ill husband. And three days after that, I got the money I needed. My health returned. Somebody drove to my driveway, went to Costco and bought everything I would have bought without even knowing, even till this day does not know, 
why she did that. All within three days after I had that conversation with God. I just didn't lose the hope. I just didn't know what to do. That's when I knew God is our partner. We just have to know what to ask for. So Liam writes in the chat, didn't St. Paul write, and now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. You have to have a lot of love to feel hope, right? A lot of trust. Because without hope, it's hard to believe in things we can't see. It's hard to see it happening when you don't know what the answer is and you just keep looking. The driver, the gas in the tank is taking what we believe and putting it into action. That's why love is huge. And Christ keeps writing about truth, love, and purity. And then there's the subtles, the subtle feelings, hope and faith and belief. What a way to start a Tuesday, you guys. I love you very much, and I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.